Hiring? With Indeed, your search is over. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash match. Just go to Indeed.com slash match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome to the quick hitter version of the Mike Wise Show from Pure Hoops Media. Our featured conversation this week is with legendary coach George Carl. You grew up in Pittsburgh, which isn't necessarily the most liberal place in the world. So how much of an influence did Coach Smith have on your politics or, or your worldview when you got to Chapel Hill? Well, my dad was a blue-collar worker. So mm-hmm. back then, blue-collar workers, or my household probably was, the, the political talk was more democratic. Um, but there, I would say Coach Smith socially and act from standpoint of being an activist, Coach Smith was very much proactive and be involved, be engaged, uh, be alert, be aware. Mm. Uh, and and he, he was one of these guys that, you know, definitely wanted to, you know, believe the power of the, of the ballot is really still strong in this country. And I think that's what, I think more than anything right now, the, 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 the vote, go out and vote. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think more than ever, the awareness of what has happened with the anti-racism and, and just some of the crazy stuff that our last three or four years has brought to our attention. Um, and and I, I, I say it all the time, the world is changing and it's changing very fast. And if we don't want to change by by observing the negative the negative energy that's in our country, and and I'm not saying negative policies. I'm just saying we got to be aware that the world is changing. And if we're going to get stoic or stubborn or or divisive and blaming and bring the blame shame game to our country it's only going to create problems yeah uh you know one thing i think biden has said and is you know we got to unify and we got to bring out we got to bring back bipartisanism we got to bring back uh, a teamwork um our government is huge it's big it's so much money And I, you know, I'm not a money guy. I don't understand, you know, so many things about finances. But all I know is we are a great country. We have, I think we're still, you know, China and us, we're still one of the richest countries in the world. And we got to organize and unify. And, and I love how our young people have come together a little bit to be more alert and more aware of their, their, their society. I have a 16-year-old daughter that's tremendously into politics, more, much more than I ever mm-hmm. was into politics, and aware of 
you know, what's going on, what she wants. Uh, you know, everybody has their biases. Everybody have, has their hot buttons that they, you yeah. know, that bother them. It comes in different forms. Um, you know, but, uh, I, I, and I, I personally like the NBA players being, doing what they're doing. Me too. I like them making a stand. Yes, I think Adam Silver in the front in the league office is going to have to try to figure out how far and what to do and how to organize it and how to direct it because there are people that have said to me that I'm not going to I'm not going to look at athletics if they're going to be political. Yeah. Um, but I think there are some very wise, intelligent uh, young basketball players that want their voice heard and want to lead a, a difficult, a diff in a difficult moment. Yeah, you could see that. The, the, the fact, you know, LeBron, I look at LeBron James and it's funny how polarizing he's become <clears throat> some of the decisions he made. I look back, the guy, you know, the guy and Dwayne Wade and him put on those hoodies for, before, after the Trayvon Martin thing in Miami. That to me was one of the first times a guy of that stature said, look, I, I don't care what people think. This was wrong, and we're going to support this as a team. That was like, to me, it was like a watershed moment. That was before Ferguson. That was before um, Black Lives Matter, everything. He was basically saying, I, like, I could lose money over this, but this is how I feel. And that, to me, was like a window into the social the renaissance of social conscience among athletes. And I'm all for it. I mean, and not because I just because I lean left. I just think that, you know, like you said, considering how polarized our country's become, I don't even see a chance for us to heal as a society real quick. I feel like we're in for a long period of strife no matter what happens next week. Uh, unfortunately, I think you're probably right. Uh, but change, and, you know, the, the, I think what happens when you're asking for change, and to be honest with you, you know, I'm, I'm big into anti-racism. You know, the George Floyd stuff hit me hard, hit me hard. And we're not, we're not being fair. We're not giving equality to women, to Native Americans, to, you know, to Asians, to yeah. Blacks. And it's a white man's problem. And yeah. it's a white person's problem. We, we got to look at ourselves, look in the mirror and say, hey, yeah. You know, my mother used the N-word. Yeah, I grew up and I have biases because of my culture, how I grew up. And I'm the one that's got to change. Mm. And, and, and I'll be honest with you, um, my, my wisdom to my friends and everything, to especially to my white friends, is the black man doesn't want to hear your voice. They mm. want you to listen. They want you to learn. They want you to feel what they are in. And they want you to do it with love and understanding. And then they want you to change. Mm. And all that takes time. It's not going to be a light switch. You're not going to be able to change. It's going to take time. But uh, you know, saying that racism doesn't exist is just sad. Yeah. Saying that you're the most non-racist person in the world 
is sad. Yeah. Not being able to look in the mirror knowing that you've had, and I've done, you know, I've handled yeah. my, my position as a coach and about my position as a leader of a community as a coach. I could have done more. I, I should have stood like up more. Well, you know, I, you know, after, after Floyd, I went back and talked to 25 of my friends that are African-American mm -hmm. and every one of them had somewhat of a police brutality story for them. Everyone, wow. the wealthy ones, the guys that lived, grew up in suburbia, all of them, you know, the guys that are doctors today, guys that are, you know, successful entrepreneurs, they all have one. My son-in-law is black. He told me 10 stories, 10. He grew up in Mobile, Alabama. Jeez. And I mean, he had guns pulled on him. And, and, and my brother-in-law is, I mean, my son-in-law is a wonderful human being, soft, gentle, kind, empathetic. And just because he's big and he's black and, and you know, he's married to a white woman, mm. it's sad and we gotta change it. Yeah. And you know, how we change it, yeah. You know, that, that's gotta be negotiated. That's gotta be figured out. But to be, to just take people's words and throw them back and forth at each other, that's not who we are. No, you know, that's, we're, yeah. We're a team that's worked together and gotten through our problems because we unified. And that's, I think that's basically the, the, the choice you have right now <laughs> is do you want to continue in this path of, of ugly, of blame and shame yeah. that, you know, we live in a world right now of uncertainty because of the pandemic, but don't blame, blame, don't, don't blame the pandemic on everything. You know, we've been delinquent in our decision-making. We've been delinquent in our leadership. Oh. We have, we have not stood up um, and just be Americans and not, you know, we're too much, uh, you know, liberal or right wing or right. Democrat. These, these, this, stuff, this stuff of race, racism is about being the best country in the world, America, American. And we have had horrific things happen in our history that have been swept under the rug that now we must be made aware of that we have to change. And I say that most of the time yep. to the white society, we have to change. Yeah, I, and you're preaching to the choir on all this. I, I, I'm so, you know, <clears throat> look, I, I try to be non-political at times, but it's, and sure, you can call me a whatever, a virtue signaling left-wing snowflake. I lean left, but it's not, it's not because, you know, I was brought up a tree hugger or whatever, you know, I, I just saw a lot of people that were crapped on in the jobs I had at the small newspapers. It was always the corporations who were stepping on black and brown people in this country. And what gets me right now is this, I don't want to call him a, an idiot. No, nah, yeah, he is. I mean, our president is just so damn uh, about himself. It doesn't have to do with he's a Republican or a Democrat. He's about himself. And, and you, I say, I don't know, Joe. I met Joe Biden once at some highfalutin Washington party. Even in that moment, I felt like he gave a crap about something other than just himself. And I feel like if we're ever going to get past this, 
this ugly part. I mean, I, I, I went down through my, my timeline on social media the other day to see all the ugly things written to me. And I realized I'd written uglier things back to these people. And I started to go, this is what I, you know, this is what Trump's made me. But then I thought, no, that, that's a cop out. I got to own it. I became nasty on my own, uh, you know, merit because I saw this ugliness and I didn't, what do you call it? Log off and lean in. I, I, I polarized myself away from people and I started going, okay, this person's red, this person's blue. And the bottom line is, you know, we all have, we all move heaven and earth to protect our families and kids. And we all believe in this country. I, I hate that. I hate that people on the far right co-opted the American flag. It's almost become the Confederate flag in some ways. I want to take our flag back. But more than that, I just want Trump out of the White House because I think his, he's poison. Uh, he's in, the, the incivility he's brought, everything that's happened in our country um, that's uh, irrespective of whether you believe in his policies, the American president has to be somewhat of a human being. And I don't think this guy's a human being. Or he's a human doer, but he's not a human beer. He's not empathetic. He doesn't. He has trouble. He tr He has trouble walking in other people's shoes. Um, I have many, many. You can't even probably play basketball. I, 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 I bet you can't even make a ten footer. No, I might break his. If I threw him a pass, I might hit him in the head. <laughs> um, but. Um, you know what I what I I just like about what I live in today is yeah. a lot of it has pa is pandemic right? is uncertainty. Franco in his book Search Man's Search for Meaning said, even in the concentration camps, that the uncertainty is what drove the people crazy. And I think we are living uncertain times, and I think we need, you know, understand that that's probably going to be with us for a little bit longer. I, mm -hmm. I don't know how much longer, but you know. With the leadership we've had, the, the tug of wars and the anger and the division and the polarization, <clears throat> you know, a day feels like a week. A week feels like a month. A month feels like a year. Amen. I mean, it is so heavy, <laughs> so cloudy, mm. so confusing. And every day we're trying to orient ourselves through these loud and accusations and you know, and, you know, he said, she said, blame, shame, mm. all the ugliness of psychology. Uh, and then we live in a world that more media and more the Internet, everything is blown up and mm. so intense. If you'd like to hear more from George Carl, check out the full version of the Mike Wise Show from Pure Hoops Media. You can also see the video version of the Mike Wise Quick Hitter on the Pure Hoops Media YouTube channel, which features the entire interview with Jeannie Buss. Watch it, rate it, and thank you for being with us.